What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and aren't subscribed, make sure and click the subscribe button, like, comment, listen, what you think about the episode. If there's a guest topic question that you'd like us to ask one of our guests, let us know in the comment section. We're always checking there. Love to be able to take what you guys want to hear about, questions you want answered, and then be able to get them onto future episodes. Today, I'm going to be joined by Donna from Gen Y Hitch, and I really wanted to chat with her about a really, we get a lot of questions from younger people. And I've noticed over the years, a lot of young women are asking, you know, I, I love motorsports, I love automotive. How do I get into the industry? And they want to be on different sides of it. Some want to race, um, some want to get on the, in on the shop level. They want to own their own shop. Others are really into the marketing, the presentation. And Donna was perfect to, to chat with for this. So um, she's going to sit down, chat with me, talk to me about her journey, the things that have helped her grow um, into being able to market the, the preeminent hitch builder in the United States um, to you know shops and retail outlets and things that tips that she would give um, if you're looking to get into automotive um, in any capacity things that can help you along the way so I really look forward to chatting with her today before we get to it though we want to remind you our friends over at Gen Y Hitch have a 20% off site wide code just for diesel podcast listeners if you go to kershaw.kaiusa.com, use code 23diesel20, you get 20% off site-wide, and they've got a ton of choices. Whether you're looking for a knife for EDC or hunting, fishing, at work, at home, um, they definitely got you covered. They have a bunch of new releases for 2023, and one of their newest models are the Duralock models, which the blade, the way it opens and closes is really smooth, really positive, keeps your fingers away from the blade when you're operating it. The blade's been out of D2 steel. And they have a bunch of different choices for the blade shape, handle design, handle shapes. So if you're in the market, definitely make sure head on over to their website. Use code 23diesel20 for 20% off site-wide. All right, let's get to today's podcast with Donna from Gen Y Hitch and talking about her journey in automotive. Tips for people out there who are looking to make their passion a career and things that will help you along the way. Donna, welcome back to the Diesel Podcast. I always enjoy our chats uh, together and talking about Gen Y Hitch and things that are going on in automotive and getting your insights. So I look forward to chatting with you today. We've got a huge topic to cover and some updates with uh, what you guys got going on. So I look forward to it. Yeah, thanks for having us, Patrick. It's always a pleasure. I have seen a ton of things on uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook that you guys have going on. I think you guys got all moved into the new building or the, the process is farther along than uh, when we chatted last. Yes, we are finally in our new building. Uh, we still have a lot of things that we need to do and, and get around as far as like decor and furniture, but overall our team is ecstatic to finally be in here and have a bigger space um, and also welcome the community. We're actually having an open house in the next month, so we're really excited to have the community come out and check out our new building, um, see what we're producing, and show them around. Awesome. I know that was a big, uh, big move with a lot of moving parts and and it's exciting to see you know how much you guys have grown and 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 all the different products and and things that are that are going on one of the things that stuck with me a lot from our last podcast was you were telling us about o'reilly stocking gen y hitch hitches which is so massive when i think of a nationwide or maybe even international retailer that is stocking a product that anybody can buy how's that been how's it progressed since we chatted last Yes. So they officially hit the shelves this month. And really the biggest thing for us is just the amount of exposure that we're going to get with this launch. We actually went this morning 
to our local O'Reilly Auto Parts here in our town, Napanee, to see if we could find one on the shelf. And sure enough, we did. And me and the marketing team were all jumping up for joy just because it's been a long journey to get here. And so finally seeing it tangibly on their shelf is, is just so exciting for us. How's it, what's it like on the product education side with a, a company like that? Because I, I think back to maybe some of my experiences in the corporate world and especially like on the retail side is a new product would come in. I would need to know about it so I could educate the customer, sell it, um, you know, things like that. How does that work? Yeah, so there's definitely been a lot of internal meetings with the O'Reilly team and the staff um, trying to figure out a way, you know, how does a big box store like that operate and how do we, you know, still a small company, get that message across from our product and company and who we are. And really it came down to the packaging of the box because that's initially what the customer is going to see and what the store managers are going to see. You know, we can send them as much material as we can but you also have to think that they're carrying hundreds, if not thousands of brands in their store. So it really came down to the packaging, trying to make it as detailed as possible, putting as much information on there. We put QR codes with links to our website. Um, so that was kind of the challenge for us as marketing team is how do we put as much as we can on it without you know, cluttering it or overwhelming the customer with information. That's a really good, that's a really good point because I think of, with the truck aftermarket and parts and things like that. Sometimes the packaging can be really nice. Um, it can protect the product, but a lot of times for me, it leaves a lot to be desired with either details. Will it fit? Um, <laughs> what's it rated for things like that. And I get really excited and kind of nerd out on that side of it because I think the more mainstream mm -hmm. and easier it is, the more people are going to use it no matter what type of product it is. So I think that's really cool. The approach you guys took. Yeah, and then couple that with the marketing that we do through social media, and we'll be publishing a video here soon. We we hope that that's going to drive the customers to go into the stores and hopefully provide them more information on our website and social media so that um, they don't have any questions on what the product is or, or how it functions. Yeah, that's that's awesome. You know, one of the, uh, after we had done the last podcast, I had mentioned to you an idea I had for an episode because one of the things I love to do is pay attention to what our listeners are asking for, what I see with analytics, trends that are happening. And one that I saw a really long time ago was when I worked on the retail side is um, in the aftermarket is I would work with a lot of shops across the country. And I found that through that experience, a lot of times the shops that we were supplying with product consistently I was speaking to the owner's wife or the, you know, the, the co-owner, the co-founder, and I got a real insight into how these automotive shops run. And then even on the racing side too. And I don't think there's enough coverage or a lot of coverage, or sometimes I'll get a message from um, a young woman out there that says, Hey, I'm really passionate about racing, or I'm really passionate about trucks. And I want to, I, I want to be involved in it. How do I get started? Where should I look? And you said, hey, I'm really passionate about that topic as well. So I thought it'd be really cool for us to talk about from your experience, um, from a corporate experience, from what you guys see out there at shows, um, you know, people that you guys work with. And so I wanted to ask more, go into more detail about your personal journey into working at you know, the premier hitch company 
um, in the United States for, for towing, um, your journey to that, things that you've seen. So somebody out there that, that's listening might say, I want to do exactly what Donna does, or maybe they're really passionate about engines or turbos or transmissions or lift kits or wheels and tires or the business side of it or the marketing side of it. And they can get some inspiration or see, hey, there's a path for me. This is how I can do it. Um, I, that's that's something I'm really passionate about, and I definitely wanted our audience to be able to to hear that and just try inspiration from it. Yeah, um, you know, it for me personally, it, it wasn't necessarily an easy journey because it can be a very intimidating market for a female to enter into. But I would say my passion that has grown for the automotive industry is really what um, I would attribute my success to because. Um, I guess starting from the beginning, my father grew up in the automotive industry. So I really looked up to him and in many ways, he had a small automotive car shop that he would fix, you know, cars and friends, cars, family cars. Um, and so I would grow up going to the shop with him and seeing, you know, him do that. And I come from a first generation immigrant family. And so that was really the first job that my dad had. And so I saw him put blood, sweat, and tears into that. And, you know, now to my, I attribute that to my success now, because that's what I first saw um, as an example. And so to me, like I said, it can be an intimidating market to get into, but I had to do a lot of research. I had to ask a lot of questions. Um, and even as a kid, I would ask my dad, like, what are you fixing there? How do you fix a brake pad? How do you, you know, change a tire? Or um, we'd drive down the road and I'd be like, okay, how much does this car cost? What kind of car is this? <laughs> um, and so through college, I you know, went through a number of different degrees from nursing to biology. You know, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And so I decided to check into you know, business and marketing really stuck out to me. Um, and from there, I knew marketing was so broad that I could really take that into any industry I decided to go into. And Long story short, this position opened up at Gen Y Hitch, and I have never towed in my life, didn't own a truck, didn't know what a hitch was. And so going into it, I was honest and I said, I don't know anything about towing, but I will put the work in and the effort in and I will figure it out. And really what helped me with that was going to these trade shows, especially SEMA and seeing the customers that we work with and, you know, them asking us questions, but in turn, me asking them questions and saying, you know what, this is my first time here. I'm not an expert on the product, but I'm learning. Um, could you tell me a little bit about your application or what truck you drive, what trailers you drive? What do you like about your hitch? What do you dislike about your hitch? And just kind of took that as a learning curve. Um, and so from there, you know, what is it, three or four years later, I'm, you know, a marketing director here at Gen Y Hitch, and it's been such a blessing. But, you know, starting out, it was definitely not easy. Um, so yeah, it, it's been a fun journey for sure. I think the, the, the tough part, and I see a lot of similarity with what you mentioned, is finding the place that you fit into um, an industry that you're interested in. Like for me, I can understand mechanical concepts to a certain extent, but I'm not a mechanic. I don't fix much. I, it's just not mm -hmm. my talent, but I was always interested in the processes, almost even the logistics. Um, and then the interpersonal relationships between, 
businesses or engineer to production side to how do we tell the world about it? How do people know about it? And so I almost found a lot of resistance in my journey because they, you, know, you think of automotive, it's very uh, mechanical. It's very straightforward. There's manuals, there's books, there's scan tools that have processes. And I was always interested in more the abstract side of it. And I think that can be one of the key things for anyone interested in, in wanting to do automotive for a career is finding where you fit. It doesn't necessarily have to be in diagnosing and fixing something or rebuilding something. It can be, but there's also so much more to it. And I wanted to ask you about that particular side of it um, because I'm interested in it as well is, you know, you have this amazing product and it's built well has a great warranty. It, it accomplishes a lot, but how do you tell the world about it? How do you appeal to different generations, um, different price structures, um, different vehicles? How, I imagine that was probably something really unique in your journey in this. What helped you to be able to relate the product to so many different groups of people and people looking for solutions? Yeah, and that was definitely a challenging thing because if you think about the automotive industry, it's such a broad market. So how do you find a niche to target and then figuring out how that target market responds to the marketing that you're putting out there? You know, there's certain markets, let's say, for example, the fleet market. They're not super huge into social media or digital advertising. So doing that research on the front end has been crucial to us as a company figuring out a what market are we going to hit over the next few months b how do they get their information so with all the products we have i mean there's the rv market there's the overland market there's the small you know camper trailer market there's fleet market there's farmers agricultural and, and the list just goes on and on um, so it's been a lot of research, a lot of asking questions at different shows. So this year we've been, we've been much more intentional with going to shows, not necessarily as an exhibitor, but specific shows in different markets. Like we just visited ICAST, which is one of the biggest fishing shows here um, in America. And that's, you know, another market that is totally different and they, you know, have their own towing needs for whatever boats they have or, you know, trailers that they're towing their boats on. So um, just kind of going and gathering as much information, talking to some of the exhibitors, talking to the attendees um, and just going out on the field and I guess doing, doing the grunt work out on the field uh, with the firsthand experience. With with the, I'm thinking, trying to think of the, the right word here, how it may start. Like I think of myself, I was interested in trucks first and then everything else came after that. Like what is a diesel? Why is it good? How do you make more power with it? Why do I need one? Um, which model do I like? What are the upgrades for it? If somebody is really passionate about the process, so the process of reaching people, um, relating to other industries, do you find that the passion for trucks or, or that particular, it's almost like a lifestyle, I guess, whether it's mm -hmm. fishing, towing, whatever it might be, does that grow? Does that grow alongside of it? Or is that, I'm just trying to think of how someone 
that is like I didn't grow up around trucks. I mean, I did, but I, I didn't work on them. I didn't really pay attention mm-hmm. when my dad would fix things. I didn't really care. But then when I got older, I got interested in it, and I was more interested in the bigger the bigger picture of it. Have you found that through like trade shows and asking people and working and immersing yourself in that industry, has your passion for trucks grown alongside of it? Where when you look back, you go, wow, I'm, I'm really, you know, interested in this particular platform or this particular thing, or a lot of my customers are saying, Hey, I love this truck or this, this particular setup. And it just kind of grows with you. A hundred percent. I would say I'm much more interested in trucks and um, the aftermarket automotive industry than I've ever been before. And it's something that, you know, there's um, no, I guess, limit of information out there. So there's always something new coming out. And now with EVs becoming a huge thing, there's so much information out there on the internet that, you know, I try to listen to podcasts and watch YouTube videos. And we have a number of influencers that we follow. And I'm trying to stay on top of, you know, what trends are happening in the automotive world. So my passion has definitely grown. I now drive a truck, which never, never thought I'd drive a truck, you know, five, six years ago. Um, So I would say, yeah, it definitely has sparked a a new imagination and interest in me. It happens with me as well. I had a listener message in and they were asking me about uh, a three liter Duramax in like a 2023 Sierra or Silverado. And they were talking about their buying process of looking, you know, they looked at a Chevy 2500. I think they maybe looked at a Ram or Power Stroke. And then they started looking at the half tons. And then they started to talk about like the 2.7 liter inline four turbo, the gas engine, and then the power boost and the hybrid technology. And I never have really paid attention to it. And so I've always just kind of had the diesel hat on and looked at it. But then I started, mm-hmm. I thought, I need to educate myself on this. I need to know what someone out there in 2023 is going to be looking at so I can better understand the things I talk about. And that's something, it it was like a whole week. I just immersed myself in what is a power boost? What is an eco boost? What is Mm -hmm. this, you know, inline four turbocharged engine that comes in a half ton? (laughs) What, what is this three liter Duramax? Like, why would you, you know, how do you balance all these things? And I find that so fascinating. So I imagine at your fingertips is a ton of information that you can gather in so many different directions. You can go just to learn the market better and then also kind of enrich your knowledge of the truck market, which like we mentioned is so varied. Yeah. And you know, on that note, you know, we make hitches that that's what we're known for, but you know, now we're getting more into accessories and with these new trucks that are coming out, we look at them and we're like, Hey, what accessories that aren't on the market right now can we manufacture for either the OEM manufacturers or just the, the end, you know, the, what's it called? The end user, the end customer um, that we can market it to them. So it just opens a whole new world of opportunity. And again, I've said this before, but we've got a mile long list of new products (laughs) and every single day, there's another one that gets added to it by somebody here on our team. Well, that's one of the really cool things with trucks is, we personalize them either because of our job or just because we love them and, and want to do it. And a lot of these newer vehicles, they have a lot of the features that we want, but they're not exactly the way that we want that truck. They don't have all the things we want and there's so much opportunity and they're not going away no matter what sort of mm-hmm. engine it has. There's always going to be a need for trucks. I think it's still the most popular 
vehicle sold in, in the United States is, is a truck yeah. and um, they're used, you know, so many different ways. Now, as it pertains to opportunity, say on your side at, mm-hmm. you know, the marketing, the education, things like that. If, if, if someone out there is listening and they're like, Hey, I'm really passionate about this. I want to do it. What are some tips that you would give them to get into it? Because when I think back, I always, I guess kind of relate it to my own story so I can understand better. I was really intimidated by the automotive industry because I wasn't a mechanic. I didn't know how to rebuild an engine. I didn't know how to tear down a transmission, but I loved trucks and I didn't know where I would fit in it. And it took me years to figure out where, where's my role in this? What's, what's, what's my lane? What are some tips you would give somebody that's younger, that's looking to get into this to find where their specialty is or their, their passion and their drive? Yeah, well, I mean, the great thing is that information is at the tip of our fingers now. And especially with social media, there's a number of different influencers that I personally follow that um, I personally DM'd and said, hey, you know, how do you know this much about a truck or how did you get started? And really, you have to push your, your pride away. Like for myself, when I attended my first trade show, I had to be honest with myself and and tell our customers, I don't know anything about your truck. I am learning. Can you please inform me, you know, about your setup or what trailer you have? And um, I think just being honest with yourself and knowing what you don't know and doing the research on the back end to, to figure it out. Um, And yeah, I, I would say being an extroverted person uh, to an extent has helped me because I'm, I, I will go and find that information if I don't know it. Um, so that's what, that's what I would recommend. I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm introverted. I always, I always have been, and it was so hard for me in other industries. Like I worked in construction before in construction management, I would get so nervous or just so overwhelmed if I had to go to a job site or I'd go to some corporate thing because I didn't know everything. And I, I, it was just hard to engage um, just because I was introverted. But when it came to trucks, that almost made me extroverted. So I would want to talk about it. I would want to engage. I'd want to ask questions, but still, I think back to my first trade show and I was in Indiana at this huge event and there's hundreds and hundreds of people that would walk by the booth. And I'm like, I have maybe 3% of the knowledge that these guys want to know and ask questions about. And everyone around me, you know, has all the answers. But it was the passion for trucks that kind of got me out of my shell. It would make me ask questions and would just say, I don't know the answer, but give me like, you know, a couple minutes, I'll get it for you. And sitting there and listening. So I think that's something else that's really important is if you're not extroverted, but you have the passion, it will, it will make you want to talk about it. it'll make you want to learn like i do a podcast like i talk yeah. to people all day yeah <laughs> but i'm introverted because i love it and i love hearing stories yeah and that's funny that you mentioned about the construction uh job story because so my father along with working uh, you know he had a small car shop but he also worked in construction his whole life so growing up i would go to job sites with him and during college he had me manage a number of different renovation projects for um, commercial buildings like hotels, restaurants, and he would give me a list of contacts and say, okay, I need you to call these people. You know, these doors need to be installed, make sure they're installed properly. And here I am a 19 year old girl coming up to these construction sites. And I'm like, all right, 
these doors aren't installed <laughs> properly. Why, why is this not, you know, done over here? And so I think that kind of forced me to be extrovert because, you know, on a construction site, as a project manager, you have to stand your ground. And I was not taken seriously at first. So <laughs> that helped as well. Now, do you see, do you see a lot more women involved in either the aftermarket side or the trade show like because a trade show is it's a group of companies it's businesses enthusiasts even that's something i noticed with the podcast is our growth with our women audience over the years and it's something i really pay attention to and i want to make sure that the topics that we cover that they're appealing to to everyone so it's something i definitely pay attention to what do you see on, on your side with um you know, women business owners or enthusiasts or influencers or personalities or just in, in, in any capacity in the aftermarket? I have seen a tremendous growth of female influencers, business owners um, in the industry, and even at trade shows. Going back to my first year here, I felt um, pretty alone, I guess, walking amongst the the conference halls or you know, the different buildings at these trade shows, because I felt like I was the only woman. And, you know, people would kind of look at me funny, like, why are you walking, you know, with a branded t-shirt? What company are you with? And I would get a lot of blank stares and, and kind of questionable looks where fast forward to last year and beginning of this year, we've attended a couple of shows. I've seen a huge growth of more women, you know, actually selling the product in the booths or answering questions. Um, even business owners approaching us that are female that are asking towing questions and wanting to bring on our brand um, on their roster of new products to sell. So it's very encouraging for me to see um, and, and, and exciting. I hope to see that grow. And four years from now, I hope to see more and more women in the industry. Yeah, I don't think it's slowing down at, at all. And as I mentioned before, with my personal experience with more of the business to business sales, it was one of the things that really stuck out to me because I didn't know that like these companies that I was working with, at least the women are, they, they ran it. Like they, they were the ones, they knew the part numbers, they knew exactly what was needed. And I got to see something that I think was maybe a little bit different than kind of what the status quo told me, you know, I always thought of a mechanic shop. Mm -hmm. There's a guy there. He might be grumpy. He might be not depending on the day and he's going to tell me exactly right. what he needs. And I just saw this different side to it. And I don't know. It's just, it, it's something I see more of. I think it's definitely going to be more in the future and the passion's the same. And so when we were talking about doing this episode, I got really excited because if I can do anything or we can do anything on this podcast to make somebody not be intimidated to take that step, or to say, I don't know anything, but I want to learn. That is so much of the process or the battle to be successful is just admitting you don't and then taking the initiative to learn it. And I've always found people are willing to talk, whether it's a shop owner, yes. an engine builder, a suspension company, a wheel company, um, a coworker, a boss, um, somebody else. They're always willing to share that information if you just ask. Mm-hmm. And I've been blessed with leaders within our company that have never um, treated us less as women in the industry because there's a number of females that do work in our office. And there's been several times where we've asked silly questions about our products, like, why does this go here? Why is, you know, this 
whole portion of the shank on this side and not this side or whatever it may be. And so we've been really blessed that they are all so willing to help and teach us and walk with us through the journey of learning about this industry. And, you know, on that note, the, the female influencers that have just exploded on social media, I think are a big reason why we're seeing so many more women in the industry. I think specifically of the um, Cummins Cowgirl, who her name is Chloe Yonker, and she's a diesel mechanic, or she started out at, started out as a diesel mechanic. And now she does a number of different things from building vehicles to doing wraps. Um, and so seeing women like her, there's also Lacey Blair. She's a big influencer in the industry. She was also featured on the Diesel Brothers TV show on Discovery Channel. And then you think about women that have been in the industry for years, um, like Jessie Combs, who now has passed away, but she has paved a huge road for women in the industry. Um, and, and the list goes on from there. Oh yeah. Uh, even in racing, there's tons of, uh, mm -hmm. of different opportunities there. I've seen you social media. Um, it was a topic that, uh, we didn't really talk about beforehand, but it, it made me start to think of some questions for you is I hear two sides of the social media part. And one is maybe from the older crowd that they say, Oh, I don't get on it. I get on Instagram once every three months, or I'm never going to have TikTok, or I'm not going to be on. I just use Facebook to like, you know, talk to people that I know I don't use it for business and then I see with the younger crowd they make a lot of purchasing decisions based on social media they get her they get a lot of information from it how crucial is that do you think in 2023 and moving forward as a brand to be able to showcase it educate people and bring awareness to it personally in my opinion I believe that if businesses aren't advertising on social media and even on TikTok, they are behind from the success that we've seen through social media. And now, you know, these social media platforms, specifically TikTok are incentivizing small businesses or influencers to post videos and share their products as a storefront on these platforms. So it, it, it's just something that has done so much for us. And nine times out of 10 people come up to us in our booth or message us in our dms and say hey we saw this video we bought this product because we saw this or my friend shared this and i decided to look at your company and decided to make a purchase so i've talked to many business owners that say it's an intimidating thing or that they don't like talking in front of a camera or they don't know how to start and my response has always been hire somebody that knows how to do it then because you're missing out big time on a huge opportunity. So many people get their information through their cell phone. Yeah. And if you're not capturing those eyes, you will get drowned out by the companies that are using it. So um, it's it's been a very useful tool for us so far and in the growth of the company of where we're at today. I think it really helps in a way it, it's changed the traditional way of marketing. When I think back to when I was a kid or I was younger, a lot of it was magazines and TV. I haven't bought a magazine in I don't know, 10 plus years, probably. I can't mm -hmm. tell you the last TV show I watched that mm -hmm. had automotive on it, but every single day I'm looking at things on Instagram or another social media platform or YouTube that are pertaining to automotive. 
And I think the majority of people are that way. So I've found there's almost this, I find the younger generation is very comfortable using social media. They're very comfortable doing reels. They're very comfortable talking about things, but there's older, more established businesses that they're looking for an edge or they're looking for a way to separate themselves or they're wanting to attract employees that can work for them to be able to do it. And you guys do such a fantastic job with social media that I always, always want to ask you a question about it because I'm always looking forward to seeing (laughs) what's on there. Well, it's great because we are passionate about it. So (laughs) I will talk about it all day long. (laughs) Um, As far as advice you would give to somebody to prepare for this, what are some things that you think would be helpful? Like if um, I'm not sure if you look at resumes or, or do hiring and things like that, but when you, when somebody, if they were to send something in, what sort of qualities or what mm-hmm. sort of things do you look for for somebody? Say they're, you know, straight out of college or, or you know, they're in their early 20s and they know they want to do this. What would you want to see from them? So you're saying specifically with social media? Not with social media per se. It could be, but say they want to work at Gen Y. They, they, they're passionate about trucks. They want a career in it would you want to see that they've either built a following, worked on campaigns? Um, maybe it's just the passion. Um, maybe it's um, certain experiences they have, but for somebody who wants to be like on the marketing side, um, mm-hmm. what do you guys look for? Yeah, personally, I would say we look for somebody that is a customer service minded in terms of external customers and internal. Nobody here within our walls is um, subject to just their role or, you know, I'm only doing marketing and that's all I do. I won't be able to help you with with any of your tasks or your role. We're very much a team mindset here. So we would look for somebody that has that similar mindset. And in that, I would say adaptability is a huge skill that we look for. We are growing very quickly and every day here in the office looks differently where I may come to work and I have a to-do list of five things to do but by the time I leave at the end of the day I did that plus five other things that I wasn't planning on doing so being adaptable to a changing environment in a very innovative environment Um, and then I would say definitely a humble spirit because this like I said, for myself, there was a lot of questions I had and a lot of things I had to learn and we still continue to learn. So being humble and knowing what questions to ask and how to help those around them. I've had a couple of listeners over the years message me and they have said, Hey, I want to work. They want to work for a company that's established. They want, they want to be involved. Um, I think they were talking more about like the racing or the performance side, but the principle is going to be the exact same. But they said, I don't have the knowledge. I don't know all the ins and outs. And my advice was it doesn't matter because there's so many intangibles mm-hmm. that you that you need to have. It really, it, it might even be better if you don't have any knowledge. So that way you can be trained. You can absorb the information and kind of start with a clean slate versus, you know, you, you kind of, I don't want to say get in a rut, but you kind of, you learn something. Create and it's a so foundation. Hard. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So not letting lack of knowledge stand in your way of pursuing something because it's really not needed. Like there, there's other more important intangibles that that'll make you successful. 
Yeah. And with all the people that, um, you know, we have here in the company, a very small percentage or a small fraction of them have come from the automotive industry or had prior automotive knowledge. A lot of our team, we do have a lot of females that came from totally different industries and came to Gen Y Hitch. They had the core you know, valuable skills that we wanted in them as a person and they were willing to learn. And so we took that, trained them, and now they're experts on it. And they know more than I do with some of the things that we're selling. And so it's it's inspiring to see that and it's an exciting thing. This was a, another question. It's somewhat unrelated, but I think of Gen Y at the forefront of the truck lifestyle because it's, whether it's gas or diesel, older, new trucks, whatever it might be, you guys are at the forefront of what people are wanting. Do you find that the truck market is changing rapidly? And the reason I bring this up is, like I mentioned, that listener messaged in and asked, hey, what do you think about this half-ton, three-liter Duramax? And I'm kind of in that rut a little bit. Like I always thought of three-quarter, one-ton trucks or diesels, you're towing something or you want to you know, race it or something like that. And the half tons are just strictly, you know, it's like a a weekend warrior kind of truck. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's changed so much to where I literally have not looked at them in years, but I wanted to give them, you know, an educated answer. So I spent a lot of time looking at all these different options. And I'm like, there's hybrid technology in them. There's higher towing ratings that are in them. The technology is insane that comes in these Mm -hmm. trucks. What are what are people wanting, you know, with this, with what's available in 2023, gas or diesel, just really focusing on the lifestyle. What do you find a lot of customers and shops are focusing on as it pertains to trucks? Yeah, I would say they are definitely wanting a, um, I guess a one size fits all, or give me a product that can do as much as it possibly can. People are sick and tired of having to buy two or three tools or let's say hitches for, you know, whatever trailer, camper, RV that they have, they want one product that does it all. And because the nature of how competitive the market is, you, you know, will probably find a product that does everything you need, if not one or two products. So our focus has really been listening to customer feedback. And that's why we market our products as, they can tow any bumper pull trailer on the market and there's adjustability and you can tow a panel trailer and you can tow, you know, even it had a clevis attachment or attached to a four chain wagon, the list goes on. So for us, it's trying to make it as useful and fit as many applications as possible. And I would say, you know, arguably that's for many things in the truck market. Yeah. yeah it's definitely a more demanding, which I think is good marketplace versus the mm-hmm. old days where you had to make sacrifices and a lot of them to get maybe one thing that you wanted or two, where now it's like, if I don't have the five yeah. things I want, I'm not buying it. <laughs> and it forces that innovation and the creative thinking. And so many products from our team have come out of that because somebody asked, okay, I want this, but I want this application and this application. And before we say, oh, that's impossible. It's like, let us actually dig into this and see if we can do this. And on your note about, you know, how trucks are changing and um, the evolution of them, we have a specific product that 
is an OEM puck system called the Goose Puck. And that is something that is very specific to the fitment because it fits in, in the OEM puck system in the bed of your truck. And we've created various different ones based on uh, truck manufacturer. And then it goes down to the year of the truck manufacturer. And that's something that we have to keep an eye on because we just learned that, um, I forget which manufacturer it is, but next year's model that they're releasing is a different measurement. You know, the puck system is an inch to the side. So it's like, okay, now we have to create a new product for a specific truck manufacturer. Um, and that's just, you know, one product, but um, that's something that we definitely have to keep a close eye on as we manufacture new products and as new trucks hit the market. Yeah, they seem to be changing all the time. The refreshes on them seem to be way more frequent than they mm -hmm. they used to be. So it's something I'm sure takes a lot of a lot of work to to stay on top of. Now, if if anybody has questions for you, and maybe it's about a hitch, maybe it's somebody out there that says, "I want to do what Donna is doing," or I, you know, just you didn't ask her the right question. I want to ask her something else. Like she, she touched on it, but you, you didn't keep asking her. How can they reach out to you? How can they reach out to you guys? How can they find more information either about what we talked about, maybe something we talked about on a previous podcast um, to make a selection on a hitch or, or, or really anything that we've covered? Yeah, well, if anybody has questions, I would love for them to reach out through social media. We're very responsive on that. We answer a lot of sales questions. Um, product questions, you name it. So we're very receptive on that. We also have a public sales email. So sales at genyhitch.com. People can submit their questions or concerns on there. And then they can always reach out and just give us a call at 574-218-6363. And we have a number of different staff um, and internal sales representatives here that will happily answer any questions they may have. I appreciate you chatting with us about this topic. It's something I really wanted to cover for a long time. And I think there's so much value in it, regardless of where we're at in the stage of finding a career. Maybe we're in it, we're in another industry and want to change. Um, but being able to connect with that passion and then find a place, find a home where we can grow. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you sharing those insights, some tips for us, um, your journey. And I hope somebody out there hears it and they say, you know, this is what I want to do. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to find the right company, find the right opportunity. This is what I want to do. So thanks for chatting with me today. Yeah. Thank you for giving us the opportunity, Patrick. It's, it's always a blast. So we look forward to the next one. Don't forget diesel fans, make sure and head on over to Kershaw.kaiusa.com. Use code 23 diesel 20 for 20% off site. Why it's a great way to save some money, get some cool gear. Um, they've had a bunch of new releases in 2023 and one of the newest releases that they had were the Turlock models, which the blades made out of D2 steel. Uh, the way that the blade opens and closes is super smooth, really positive, keeps your fingers away from the blade when you're operating it. And they've got a bunch of other choices as well to really meet any budget. So if you're in the market, Definitely make sure head on over to their website, use code 23diesel20 and get 20% off site-wide. I also want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters, Tyler Lowen at 23diesel, J. Cole John, all of our other Patreon supporters, all of you who subscribe on YouTube podcast apps, follow us on social media. Uh, we appreciate all your support. It's year seven of the Diesel Podcast, and you guys are awesome. You guys inspire us, keep us going. So we look forward to bringing you guys more of the content that you want to hear in 2023. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.